You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. So we're back here on another special Couch Coach Live, the beginning of Super Week here on Couch Coach Live. And, of course, I, I got your 49ers fans. I got you covered. I got my man Jason Fearman, the dynamic duo, one of the, uh, one of the guys from the dynamic duo of the 49er Brawl podcast. What's going on, Jason? Hey, Chris, man, it is a pleasure to be on the show, man. I Really, thanks a lot for reaching out. And, uh, yeah, you yes. caught me in a very exciting time, my friend. <laughs> yes, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, it, and, it's, and it's amazing that, you know, we sit here, you know, and, it's, and the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, especially after, you know, last year in 4-12. And, and, um, and it's interesting. I think this, this whole process <clears> – <throat> So I kind of want to, you know, start from the beginning where um, basically let's let's go back to 2017. Cal Shanahan is the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. He has a commanding lead over the, over the New England Patriots. He was the, the blame essentially for that, for that uh, meltdown um, of the Atlanta Falcons. And then a day later, He's named the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. So I just wanted you to, to discuss the journey between from from that point, just your thought initially of the hiring of Cal Shanahan to present day, and just this whole brick by brick process, which I I love and I admire. Yeah, good, good, good question. And yeah, I'm believe me, I love and admire it too. Right now, you know, things have certainly worked out in the three years, but. Yeah, going back to the Kyle Shanahan hiring real quick, um, I didn't fall in love with it right away. I knew that he was a very good offensive mind. Was he a leader of men? Did he get the job because of his father? I didn't know. So, look, let's give the guy a chance. A couple of years in, you know, things I can see that he had some creativity, but we didn't have the players. But John Lynch took care of that. They yeah. got together, and they were hired in, in a very unusual way, by the way, Chris. As you know, they both got six-year contracts mm-hmm. for a GM and a head coach, which is strange straight out of the gate. But they really got the two guys who thought the same way, were on the same page, and wanted to build this team from the line of scrimmage, which is exactly what you should do because that's where the ball starts, as you know. It gets snapped there, and that's where you have your defensive line rushing, your offensive linemen are blocking for a pass or for a run, whatever it may be. So they had that mindset, and that worked out, drafting guys like McGlinchey, making sure you hold on to a Joe Staley, getting a Nick Bosa, bringing in Eric Armstead, guys like that, and DeForest Buckner. So they were on the same page right away, and everything else, I guess you can kind of say, fell into place. You know, I like Kyle Shanahan's, again, his style. I was very happy about that because I knew that he was very creative. And, yeah, he turned into a leader, and... It's just this nice mixture of a team. I know that John Lynch is in the locker room often. He doesn't try to step on Shanahan's shoes or nothing like that, but it just really is a perfect match made in 49ers football heaven. It is. Yeah. And, you know, before we proceed, and that's one thing, too, where I've seen it and I was like, that, this the six-year deals, that's why I think people – and, I, and I, 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 that's one thing I don't understand about the NFL – Everybody wants to try to reinvent the wheel, and then my thing is, this is what you're supposed to do. Like I, like I'm not, like a GM and a coach are supposed to be intertwined. They're supposed to, they're like they're pretty much a married couple. They're going down with each other, 
and you give them guys six years to get it get it done. We're so quick to get rid of coaches, so quick. We're so quick to we'll hire a coach first, then we'll get a GM later. I, I just like you said, I never understood it. And then like you said, they build it from the ground up, and they got the, and they worked on the trenches, especially look at that defensive line. And I, I never understand why NFL teams shy away from what we know. That's the basic blueprint to be successful in the league. I, I don't. I never understood that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, and it's a great point. Look, you want to have you know continuity. You want to know that people are going to be around. Guys like that, your head coach, GM, a quarterback, you know, players and and coaches like that. You need to know that they're going to be around to have that stability within an organization. So I think it's extremely important. And what you see, you make a great point, because what you see around the league when GMs and head coaches aren't on the same page. The organization falls apart, and they got to restart all over again. And they're drafting in the top five, six, seven. So that's a great point. Yeah. So, in the, you know, going back into the coaching matchup. So, what, in your opinion, is Cal Shanahan' biggest coaching advantage versus Andy Reid? <laughs> no, all right. That's a very good question, actually. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind with Kyle Shanahan is creativity, and I'm not going to say that Andy Reid isn't. A great offensive mind because he's been doing this for you know twenty some odd years already head coaching and more than that as an assistant back with Green Bay and so on and so forth. But I like Kyle Shanahan's creativity. If you look and obviously you watch football, anybody out there, what they do before the snap, what they do before the play is even going with all the motion, Debo Samuel doing his thing in the backfield, everybody, Kyle Uzcheck moving around, all the movement in motion confuses the defense, and I think that's his advantage going into this game, not not so much over Andy Reid, but maybe over the team. And it's Andy Reid is an offensive mind as well, so this is more on Steve Spagnuolo to stop something like that. But I, that's what I really like. Again, Reid is a great offensive mind. And, you know, the one thing about him, and it goes back to Philly days, is that he can be predictable. He loves to throw the ball. Now, look, when you get the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to throw the ball. I understand that. But the 49ers will be ready for that in situations. Can they stop them? That remains to be seen. But that's what I like about Kyle Shanahan is that you don't know what's coming with you. With Andy Reid, you kind of know what's coming, but here's your yep. best shot at stopping it. Yep. So in that case, um, the next one is um, essentially what weakness – do you think the Chiefs have that the 49ers can exploit in this matchup? Well, I, I kind of I, I think it's an obvious one, but um, it is. It's the 49ers run game against the Chiefs run defense. I know that they've been holding running backs to under 100 yards during the postseason, but um, to me, maybe that's a little bit more fluky. Again, you're going against a team that's been averaging 235 yards in the, in the postseason, so it rushing that is. So that is definitely their advantage if they can get the ball moving and keep the clock going and keep Mahomes and that offense on the sideline, that is exactly what the 49ers are going to try to do. That's what they do best, and I believe it will work against this Chiefs defense, which, yeah, again, has improved. And I like what Tyron Matthew has been doing coming into the box a lot, but that is exactly what they can exploit, and that can open up a lot of things, even Emmanuel Sanders uh, downfield and Kittle over the middle, of course. So I'm really looking forward to see how the run game works and how Kansas City decides to defend it. Absolutely. <laughs> so this one, um, you know, this is one of those questions where we could probably be here all day, and, and this is, could be the $64 million question. 
but how how you guys are going to be able to contain Patrick Mahomes? What oh. will be your strategy? <laughs> wow, it, it's tough. It's it's really basically like you know having a strategy for Russell Wilson, which you can't do. But you know what? The 49ers face him twice a year, and they did this year, and I think that's a great thing that people aren't talking about. And I'd even bring it up on my show, shame on myself. But I'm thinking about it now, and the fact that they face uh, Wilson twice a year, Patrick Mahomes is a big, you know, bigger version with a little bit shorter of an arm than him, but that's going to help us out a lot. I really believe that. But again, you can't contain a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He's going to have to have an off day, and the defense is going to have to clear lights out. So basically, bottom line is the 49ers need to do what they always do. You rush four, you drop back seven, you pray to God the, pr- the play doesn't go longer than three seconds because if it does, you know Mahomes can absolutely eat you up. So it's really important that when the 49ers uh, offensive line, you know, their front four, when they're getting into their gaps, they've got to stay in their gaps but not get too deep into the backfield to now allow Mahomes beat you with his feet. He's so dynamic. That's why he's the best quarterback in the league. And another thing is the 49ers – which is great how they get in the backfield so quick, but now you got to watch out for Damian Williams coming out of the backfield, maybe getting a 20-yard screen pass. You know, that's things that, again, Mahomes separates himself. So that's what I would do. That's what the 49ers will do. They'll rush forward. They will blitz occasionally to try to throw him off. But the bottom line is stay in your gaps. Don't let him get out, and don't allow that play to go longer than three seconds. They're going to have to get after him. Yes, and I mean, you guys got the horses to to contain that big time. And I think a lot of they people do. really, yeah, and that's one thing too, where going like developing the trenches, investing those first round picks, and getting those guys, and it's just making such a tremendous impact. Absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt. And, that, and I again, that's the thing. That's where they began a couple of years ago, three years ago. Shanahan and uh, uh, and uh, excuse me, I'm uh, and John Lynch, like. You said yeah. earlier in the show, they wanted to build it in the trenches, just like you said, from the line of scrimmage, and look what's happening. Now you guys got now we have like Raheem Mostert coming out of absolutely nowhere, Fred exactly. Warner, our middle linebacker. You know, it's here they come, these great players. You know, they evolve around because they're around great players, and they learn yep. together. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It is. It is. It is just so amazing. So now we know we've been very complimentary about the 49ers in this matchup now, I want to ask, what is you guys' biggest weakness in this matchup? Okay, we do have a weakness, and it, it, it is not our entire secondary, but certain players in our secondary. Um, look, Kaywon Williams is playing cornerback for a long time, for most of the year in this league, and he was replaced most recently by um, Emmanuel Mosley because um, Seattle, DK Metcalf was eating him up. So he's going to have to come in on some place to kill Witherspoon. I'm talking about our former quarterback. He is our quarterback. Um, but Kaywon Williams is going to have to play a huge role in the nickel. Jimmy Ward is tough on one-on-one coverage, so that's where I'm really scared. But the 49ers play more of a zone-type defense. Thank God we have a guy like Richard Sherman you know, back there yes. to do what he does. But this, the, the strength of the Kansas City Chiefs, which is obviously throwing the ball, is certainly the 49ers' weakness, which is defending the pass. They are good. They were actually, believe it or not, they were number one in the league defending the pass this year. They did a great job because of their scheme. But as of late, some players have been getting exploited a little bit. Like I said, 
Jimmy Ward is really that guy we got to watch out for, and Kaylon Williams at nickelback. And then if Akil Witherspoon comes in, which is his name, you know, I'm sorry to say, I don't want to see much on the field. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a guy that we really have to watch out for. You know, staying healthy is another thing in this game, and thank God we have all, all our guys staying you know, healthy, uh, and that's the way it's got to be. Absolutely. Biggest strengths in this Biggest matchup. Strength, yeah, it, it, you know, it certainly is, look, it's certainly the 49ers running game, but it's not just their running game. It's the versatility of it. Like I said earlier, they bring Debo Samuel in on end arounds, and he'll take it half the time, half the time he won't. It'll be a fake reverse or a fake end around, whatever it may be. So all that motion and all the confusion they caused before the snap. I, you know, I remember a play just about a month ago where Kyle Juszczyk, our fullback, he got a ball. He got the ball pitched to him. He was running with it, and it looked like he was going to try to run for a first down. All of a sudden, he pitches it to Raheem Mostert in the backfield, and he's running for a first down. So they get very creative with these things. And the, the way, again, it's not just the players they have. Because, again, who is Raheem Mostert? Kevin Coleman's a career uh, you know, backup. Matt Breida has been hurt his entire short career. So. Yeah. It's the guys' combination, and again, Debo, even George Kittle once in a while getting that, but it's the way that they move in a, their offensive line, which is so tough and so strong, especially on the tackles. Uh, that's really their strength, and that's where they're going to beat Kansas City. If they're going to win this game, that's where it's going to happen. Absolutely. So who's a player that you, that you really, you know, the player that we should watch on the offensive end, on the offensive end, he didn't show up. I'm not going to. He didn't show up. I don't want to say that he wasn't involved in the passing game because we didn't need one. And that would be George Kittle. He's an obvious one. I believe he's going to have a huge game, but I think the X factor actually might be a guy like Debo Samuel, who can again take those end arounds, take reverses. He can go long. He's a guy that you cannot tackle with the first, second, or even third guy. You've got to be all over him. So he can be that X factor where, you know, yeah, you're expecting things from him because he has emerged now as a very good player in the NFL in his rookie season and even making a run at rookie of the year. So he, you know, they know what they're going to get from Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders. Let's see what Debo Samuel can do running and catching the ball. I think that he's going to play a very big part along with George Kittle. Those are the two guys I'd really watch out for in the passing game. And what about on the, on the defensive end? On the defensive end, um, you know, it's a guy who's been doing it for us all year. He doesn't get a lot of credit, but it's Fred Warner. You know, he gets credit from San Francisco fans and, you know, in-depth football fans, uh, you know, NFL fans that go into it. But Fred Warner, our middle linebacker, is a guy who just has again completely emerged, almost came out of nowhere, as it seems, in the NFL, number 54 for the 49ers. And yeah. he's a tackling machine. Everywhere the ball is, that's where the ball is. And I'm not comparing him to Ray Lewis, but you remember Ray Lewis back in the day. Wherever Absolutely. that football was, that's where Ray Lewis was. Fred Warner is a lot like that. Again, I'm not comparing the two, so I don't want to hear anything on Twitter or nothing like that. But <laughs> that's, that's the way that he plays. He flies to the football. So that guy is going to have to play a huge part knowing that our front four are really just trying to push back the offensive line and rush the quarterback on passing plays. <laughs> and, and people do not do at 49ers brawl because – 
you don't, you don't want those problems. <laughs> yeah. <Isn't that> right? <laughs> you tell them, baby. You tell them. Yes, that's yes right. absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know, that's, that's how it happens, you know, how it happens. So, you know, we had, you know, you know, let 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 the record know, like, look, this, you know, don't 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 add me. <laughs> so yeah, right? I mean, seriously, I, I gotta tell you, like, I, I make one yeah. comment about Eli Manning when he retired. I'm sure, I would love to hear your opinion if you have a second on this, but um, on his retirement overall, and you know, whether yeah, he goes yeah. in the Hall of Fame. But you know, I'm going back and forth from the Hall of Fame with him anyway. So you know, I make just a very normal comment. And does Eli Manning? Belong in the Hall of Fame? Yes or no? Simple poll question. You know, yeah. hundreds mm-hmm. of people are. Uh, you know, and this one guy who uh, will remain nameless. I'm not going to do that. Don't Absolutely. go to my Twitter line. You're not going to find right. that. I think I deleted it because I don't like out people like that. But he starts like coming at me on Twitter. Like, how could you wow. say this? And starts throwing all these stats at me. It's like, dude, can't somebody have an opinion? And you know, right. went back and forth right. for a second or two. And then he's like, well, if you don't like what I'm saying, then. Don't post things like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, do you think I'm here for you? So, stop yet. Don't take Twitter personally, guys. Right. I mean, for goodness sake, it's social media. Gosh, come on. Yes. Yeah. Troll. Troll is going to troll. <laughs> uh, exactly. They're going to troll. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> that is, man. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Troll is going to troll, yeah. man. That's it. Right. And be it gone with them. Let them be under the bridge with the rest of them. It is a shame. Correct. It's, it's silly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Biggest X factor in this matchup. Hmm, X factor is a good one. That's a great question. X factor. You know, who I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Kyle Uzcheck. He's a guy that I named a few times. Um, nobody would see it, but he does so much again, like George Kittle in the blocking game as well. He, who, how many, how many teams have a fullback in the NFL? What three, maybe four? I mean, you don't if that, see it. right? Forty nine, right? 49ers play a fullback for a reason, because of their running game, because of their style. He's a guy who can catch a pass who nobody's been looking for because they're busy guarding Samuel, Sanders, Kittle, and so on and so forth and worrying about the running game. So watch out for Kyle Juszczyk. He can get short games on third and one, whatever it may be, but even in the passing game, don't be surprised to see him grab a couple of 15 to 20 yarders that are crucial. He could do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Do not so be this, shocked. Watch it. Number 44. That's a legendary number for the 49ers. Tom Rathman Ward. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. You watch. You watch. And I'm glad that you kind of alluded to that one. So my next one is, and this might be the same answer to this one as the question. So the, the player likely to become the unsung hero for the 49ers. You read my mind, man. You're, you honestly did. <laughs> it, it is the same exact player. If, if I'm thinking offense exactly. especially, mm-hmm. it is him, and it's for all the reasons I mentioned. He's not going to get all the accolades, and he doesn't care. He doesn't want them. But he's going to do every single thing the 49ers want him to do, and he's going to do it to near perfection. That's the way he is. If I were to say one, one person on defense real quick, other than Fred Warner, it would be our safety, Jakorski Tart. Again, He's going to have to play so big in this game, he can't let Tyreek Hill get past him, which is almost impossible when a cheetah is running out there on, you know, on the field. So that's one big thing. He's going to have to really play a great game in order for the 49ers to win. So Jaquaski Tart, yeah. that's, that's a guy to keep your eye on. So now this the big question. 
how do you think this game going to play out? Okay. Um, I've thought about this a lot, and I've already come to my conclusion. I know that we're still many days away from it, but nothing is going to change during that time unless, God forbid, anybody on either team gets hurt. And let's just pray that that doesn't happen. Right. I already exactly. wish that upon the cheese. I'm not that kind of guy. I don't want anybody getting hurt. I want a nice, fair matchup. And with all that being said, the Chiefs being favored, I found a little strange being one and a half points favored. I mean, just forget yeah. about that record. So in the regular season, the Niners are 13-3 and three and Chiefs 12-4. and four. That's all well and good. But when you compare the defenses, I don't think there's – there is no comparison. The 49ers have a much better defense. Now, does Kansas City have a better offense than San Fran? Sure. They don't have a much better offense than them. They have a very different offense. And, again, that's the whole key. If we're running the ball, why do we have to throw it? I don't like when people are getting on Jimmy Garoppolo last week with only eight pros. Who the hell cares? It doesn't matter. We destroyed the Packers. That's what we right. set out to do. Right? I mean, right. look, if, if it ain't goal. broke, don't fix it, Chris. Fix it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's the thing I like. And then they think, oh, he's a game manager. Every quarterback in the NFL is a game manager. Regardless, they some right. are bad in some some are bad game managers, and some are good game managers. And I remember one time, even one guy was comparing him to Trent Dilfer, and I'm like, dude, come Trent on, Trent Dilfer, come on, like, no. like, no, that you, you, that's just that's that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Because Jimmy G can make yeah. throws. He can make the throws he when could. it's time, when it's when it's when it's when it, when it, when need be. So I thought that was just so disrespectful. I was like, the slander is just. It's just, it's terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what, man? I'll be the first one to tell you in the first half of the year, I was skeptical on Jimmy G. I'm like, he still may need a lot of work, this and that. But as soon as Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders came to this team, everything turned yep. around. I mean, they, yep. it just the passing game opened wide up. Debo Samuel became a name, almost a household name at that. So he changed a lot, uh, Jimmy G, as far as the way that he either approached the game or the way he was playing, whatever you want to call it. But I've loved what I've seen at him lately, and especially not turning the ball over. That's another key for the Niners. They don't commit a lot of penalties. They don't beat themselves. They're really, really smart that way. Very well coached. But, yeah, Jimmy G had this total reemergence in the second half of the season. And, again, didn't need him uh, to throw a ton of passes last week. But he'll throw a hell of a lot more than eight passes this week. And I see him connecting a lot because the Chiefs are going to – Look, they're going to put eight guys in the box here and there. They're going to have to do it, and they're going to challenge Garoppolo. And Garoppolo is going to stand up and say, I got this. I can handle it. Like you said, when they needed him, he performed. Go to the Saints game, a very awkward one, 48-46. Where were the defenses? Whatever. Jimmy Garoppolo showed up and dueled it out with Drew Brees. With all that being said, the winner of the Super Bowl, in my opinion, number 54, (laughs) is the San Francisco 49ers 30 to 28. I really believe they're going to win. And I don't believe it's going to be one of those 45 to 43 games like a lot of people are saying the 49ers defense is too good for that. And again, I believe they'll be running the ball so much that a lot of clock will be eaten, not giving as much opportunity to score. So I truly, again, not as just a Niners fan, looking on the outside of it, Mm -hmm. all around, they're a more complete team. I know quarterback is so important, and they win that one in a landslide. I, I'm, I'm with you. But Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl with that great defense and run game. Correct. Brad Johnson won one with Tampa Bay. Even Jeff Hostetler back in the day with the freaking Giants. So 
Jimmy G is better than all those guys, <laughs> all right, and I'm all about it. I really believe they're going to win, but I believe it will be a tight game. I don't think anyone is going to run away with it, even if KC wins. So you have the 49ers, 30, the Chiefs, 28. Who will be the Super Bowl MVP? Well, I did say it was Super Bowl 54, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And 30 to 28, yeah, seems like a lot of points. But one of them could be a defensive interception or a fumble for a touchdown. And because the Super Bowl number 54, I'm going with number 54 on defense, Fred Warner, our middle linebacker. I think he's going to have double-digit uh, tackles. He may get in for a sack or two, but I know that he's going to make one or two really, really big plays that are going to change the game, and he's going to be given that award because I think the Niners are going to give the ball around to a lot of other people on offense. If it has to go to an offensive player, I think it will be Kittle because I can see him catching around 10 passes this game for a buck 30, a buck 40. But I'm, I'm going with the little irony right here in Super Bowl 54, number wow. 54, Fred Warner on defense. Fred MVP. Warner. Nice. That's my guy. Nice. <laughs> Probably haven't heard that one before, Chris. Huh? I bet you yes, first one to say that. <laughs> I, you know, and it's funny because sometimes I usually like you know have like defensive guys. I remember, I remember when the um, Broncos were uh, going against Carolina. I think I had um, Bradley Roby, their safety at the time, <laughs> as the as yeah. boy MVP. I mean, it happens. Nice. Like you know, and it's funny because normally that's you know, like you say, in a game like this where we're looking at this. It's going to be like an offensive shootout. It would be a guy on defense, you think about it, who would, could could be distinctively and make a play that changed the whole complexion of the game. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, that's, that's what makes the beauty of the Super Bowl. It's just what we expect. It's just, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of I, I, ironic things happen, you know, in, in those oh types of games. We could go <laughs> the down irony. the list, right? Absolutely. Steps out to me back in, I know it was a little while ago, but 2006 when the Colts played the Bears and Devin Hester returned the opening kick for a touchdown. Yes. I'm like, are you freaking yes. kidding me right now? Did that just happen? Right. He was the like, best why did y'all kick to him? Why right. Did it fly? right. Don't even kick. I don't care that it's raining outside. Don't kick to that guy. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> and, then, and then guess what that Bowl was in? <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Miami. That's right. Yeah, the 49ers have won a couple down here. The 49ers have been yeah. here before. Montana beat uh, the Dolphins down here, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Before. But uh, they have the Super Bowls down here a lot. I, I was at the Super Bowl opening night yesterday. It was amazing. All the oh, wow. Were, uh, How was that? They have this great. They put on some show, man. I got to be honest with you. I wish that yeah. I could, like really describe what they did. It was, it was on um, the NFL Network. I don't know if anybody got to see it, but... Yeah, yeah, they I did a great it job. Up. Yeah, they they really did. It was very entertaining all around. No doubt about it. I didn't get any one on one interviews. They kind of had you like caged off a little bit. So and that's it's all right. and it's that's funny. Fun I was going to ask you about that. And that's funny that you brought that point because that's all I was wondering. Because I know you you get in for twenty five. So basically, you it's pretty much you just sit there and you kind of just observe it. Yeah, I, I would yes and no. Um, Mm-hmm. They do have these things. Uh, it's kind of like an earpiece where you ask a question into it, and it's up to uh, whoever, I don't know, there's somebody over there, whether or not they want that question in. And some will make it, some won't. One guy that is oh. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's very technologically savvy now. It's unbelievable. So they actually have it, like, wired in. You have to 
purchase it. Luckily, I didn't have to buy it. I got away with it. That's another story. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> nice. But um, yeah, it's like an, <laughs> it's like an earpiece that you have in, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, you send a question in. You're telling me name and everything like this and that. So it was cool, and players went around. I'm not a big autograph guy. You know, I, when I see athletes, I'm not starstruck. I'm just like, yeah. hey, you're awesome, man. Way to go. You know, I'm, I'm dude. I'm going to be 40 years old. I'm way past that now. <laughs> right. Know, so. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right. But that's funny how like right it is it is funny because like I I'm rather more of a picture you know than anything and right, right. And it's funny because as um and backstory here I'm I'm a you know Washington Redskins fan and I remember the first year mm-hmm. uh, I'm when sorry to hear that by the way oh no I'm we're kidding. fine, <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this matter of fact I I was I was digging at um that that. You guys, Twitter um, back picture with the, with the slide. Oh yes, yeah, that's yes, yes that's yes. right. And that's yeah. compliments of my Washington Redskins that 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 gave up only nine points to that San Francisco Forty ers You know that Redskins defense wow. held that Forty Nine to nine points. You know that that is going to be my calling card. <laughs> that's going to be my calling <laughs> card going forward. Like we held the San Francisco Forty ers <laughs> to nine points. Like who who can I say they <laughs> who who can say that definitively? And like and I, know, I right, actually really um, right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah, like you know you get a certain age. Yeah, it does get to a point where you're not starstruck. You're not like a kid. And you're like, you know, you know, you, right. you're still amazed at who you see, but it's not like, oh my god, you know, going crazy. Exactly, and like but, you said, a yeah. picture—that's that's a picture is worth a thousand words, man. Like this, yeah. and that tells mm-hmm. it all. You were there, you hung out, it was great. The whole thing. Real yep. quick, is your I have to ask you, Dwayne yeah. Haskins, you're loving it. You got Ron Rivera now, and who do you want to draft? Um, I got Chase Young. And it's funny because I don't blame you. And yeah. because you know what's so funny, and I and and I think it's perfect, and it kind of ties into all of it. You look at what you guys have done as far as investing in the defensive mm-hmm. line. We're we're just as, almost you know when you look at you know when you uh, Montez Sweat, you, you know yes. Johnson Allen, you know these back to back defensive line picks like these guys in the trenches. This is where you kind of you know you get you get a guy there and you bring in Ron Rivera, then you bring in Jack Del Rio who's gonna bring in that four three. I mean it's, mm-hmm. it's a it's, it's it's a lot of things that you know you can really hang your head on and kind of grab some positivity after such a, a horrible season. You know I kind of agree with you. I'm not you know I'm not just saying this because you're a Redskins fan, but um, yeah. a lot of it does depend on Dwayne Haskins offensively. I'm yeah. not sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough. Uh, me personally, I haven't seen enough, so I'm really not sure on a personal level. But that's their guy, and they've been to me. They've been underrated for a long time. I know that they lose, but they lose games close. They played the Packers yeah. so tough this year. I remember that game, mm-hmm. and um, their problem has always been injury. They're key, like Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, they've always had injuries after injury after injury to such important players. So you guys have really yep. got hosed on that one. Exactly, and I think you know now with the training staff is gone. Now we're gonna kind of see maybe you know the situation. You know they've goofed up a couple of times, so good call. Now yeah, you bringing in, bringing in, you know, bringing in a good um, training staff could could definitely help. And you know the sky's the limit. I mean, you know, and I and I really really can pay guys because you guys had the second pick in the NFL draft last year, had the second worst record last year. We had the second worst this year. I'm yeah. like. 
Should I, should I, should I, should I book the my tickets? Going. Should, should I book my tickets to Super Bowl and uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five right. next year? Like you know, like do I need to call a travel agent and like, hey, you know, you know, clear I my schedule it. for the first, you know, for the last uh, week in January and like. <laughs> That's great. Hey, oh, why yeah, not, man? man? You never know. You believe right. in Dwayne Haskins? You think that he could do a good job, Haskins? I think with You've him. You've seen more of him than me, so I'm I'm dependent on you on this one. I I do I see the flashes, but the thing is, do it do he really wants it? And that's my thing where I mm. I see I see I see it one week and then we I see a see inconsistency. Which I'm hoping he gets to a point where I'm hoping Scott Turner comes in and kind of light a fire under him. I think he just needs to be challenged. I think he needs to be in, in a spot. Where he needs to be challenged, and somebody puts a fire on his belly and challenge him, because he's he got the talent. He got a talent. It's just more. I think it's more sure. upstairs with him. I think it's upstairs. I think it's just his mindset and his mentality. I think once all those come into play, because he got the ability, he got the arm, he got he got everything, he got the intangibles. But it's it's You're upstairs. Right. It's upstairs with him. And I think you know it's you're you're very that's very intelligent statement, and that makes perfect sense. Look, he had one really full year in college, and then he played, you know, what, a half a year last year. He didn't get, you know, all the, yeah. again, the first team snaps in the beginning and whatnot in training camp and all that. So I agree with you. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's got to mentally grow. There's no doubt. Look what exactly. happened to freaking mm-hmm. Josh Allen. I mean, it's the second year. Look what happened right. to him in the second half against Houston. His exactly. brain fell apart. I mean, that, right, you know, right. it happens. I get it. And it goes I totally get Experience. It. Experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so important. People don't really keep, you know, even if you're losing, you, you learn from your mistakes, just like I'm hoping that, like you mentioned earlier in the show, Kyle Shanahan kind of, you know, got busted on for not running the ball when they had a 28-3 lead. So I think he's learned his lessons since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yep. And and one of these guys, either Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan, in a sense, is going to be able to redeem themselves. And I think that's going to be the interesting. That's we one of the interesting subplots of this game too. I look at both of them kind of have had their failures in the big game, and now yeah, it's all coming full circle. Yeah, I mean, shoot, it's been 50 years since Kansas City got there, and and won, uh, I think Man. I mean that's that's even got to the Super Bowl and won the 49ers. Right. Yeah, they got there six years ago, but. Despite yeah. that score, the Ravens kicked our butts, man. They really did. I had to turn the lights out in the stadium, you know, so we can get a little, hey. you know, something going. But <laughs> and, and that's all. And and that's what. And I, and it's funny because I really think that was one of the re, one of the things that killed your momentum. And well, no, and actually, Absolutely. no. Come to think about it. Come to it think killed about their it, momentum. It killed, it killed their momentum. Come to think about it, because right. and, and it's funny because I remember. Saying like, dang, if the if the forty nine is if that lightning cut off, I don't know. We could, we could be talking about them winning the Super Bowl because oh, they were on the road. And that's one thing too, where, and that's another thing I think people fail to realize too. The, the halftime, I think whoever in a sense is hot, is and that's why it's so weird because I think when you're like you know when you dominate this the first. 30 minutes, and then you essentially taking 30 minutes off, um, nearly an hour, just like, 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 and we're going back to the, the Falcon situation. I think that's what killed them, too, because Matt right. Ryan didn't play for, like, an hour, like, and have, like after having that, that, that start. Right. And, right. Who, and especially in this high-octane offense with both of them, in a sense, like, 
I think that could literally can kill somebody's momentum. And that's when mm-hmm. I think halftime in a sense kind of plays in that factor. It does, and it's an extended period of time, like you said. You know, it's like, you know, what do you do? You need, I mean, it's great to have a little extra time to game plan and maybe rest a little bit or whatever it may be, but, yeah, the halftime is even longer, and the pregame is way longer. They're on the field, and they've got to for like 45 minutes. It's, it's so different. You've got to get so prepared for it, and there's just yeah. so much that goes into it, not just physically but mentally like you were talking about before, man. Yeah. I, I honestly think, again, from an outsider's point of view, this is going to be – I yeah. think this has the potential to be one of the great ones that we've seen in a long time. These teams are so, yeah. so good. So well yeah. and it's and, and, guy, and people always ask me all the time, and like, who you got to win? I'm like, man, today it could be the Chiefs, tomorrow it could be the 49ers. I mean, that's, right. it's so weird, like, how this year out of all the years, it's almost like you can make a compelling argument for both because you'd like, like you, and I'm glad you brought up the point about Russell Wilson because I was saying, you know, that the team that they really, the most dynamic quarterback they probably played was uh, Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson is not Patrick Mahomes by, by no, no short of no. imagination. But no. No. you're right. Well, you're right when you look at a guy who's athletic, who's shifty, who can make the throws, he may not be as prolific as Patrick Mahomes, but he's pretty much there. Like he can make the throws and he can he can gas you. And he, like you said, he and he and he and you guys play him twice twice a year. And you That's know right. and those both were close and, games. Yeah. Wait look, along with film study of Patrick Mahomes, we'll probably study, you know, Russell Wilson and what they did with him, what worked, what didn't, because it, it certainly is exactly. similar, there's no doubt. Yeah, Patrick he's he's just such a beast and you can't not love the guy, it's great. But uh oh my gosh. It, yeah, I am nervous as as a defense. Like I told you, oh, the yeah. secondary yes, yeah. what our weak spot is. I'm worried about it back there. So yeah, they are they're gonna have to really either pressure him really quickly or their secondary is going to have to have one hell of a day but still again people aren't talking about the 49ers offense against the Chiefs defense and I think that they're really overlooking that Chris I think that's a big part of it the 49ers can score we know it yeah absolutely so let's put a bonus on on this uh Super Bowl 54 49ers preview so where can they find you on social media Jason well, first, let me thank you, Chris, because this was yeah. a lot of fun. I got awesome. I could talk football all day, man. This is yeah, awesome. I don't yeah, even understand was, how was, almost an hour yeah. went by. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, it, it's funny. It felt like about five yes, minutes. Sir. Man. Yes, but sir. I got to thank you very much, bro. And you know, we're following each other, and make sure you follow him out yes. there, guys. Obviously, I mean, listen, you want to talk sports, you want to talk football. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. But uh, I'm at Sports Profit One. It's the number one personally, but um. Yeah, we got the 49ers Brawl podcast. Like you mentioned earlier, we got uh, an episode or two going every single week. So at 49ers Brawl, you can also uh, check us out over there. We'll have another show coming up probably Friday uh, just to you know make our predictions. We had a big show uh, a couple of days ago on Monday. And definitely, after in, you know, in the offseason, before the draft and stuff like that, I would love to get you on. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm down. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm, you know me. I'm definitely, definitely down. So definitely appreciate you, Jason. But 
checking in on us and you know kicking off our Super Bowl week, our Super Week that we're here called on Couch Coach Live and follow the show on any of your favorite social media, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere social media, Couch Coach Live. Follow you know the podcast just about everywhere, Apple, Spotify, you name it. Check us out and definitely check out the Forty Nineers Brawl Podcast, Forty Nineers Nation. Hey, oh, man, you know it's turn. 49 is faithful. <laughs> 49 is faithful. So, uh, Chris, can't yeah. thank you enough, man. Really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And, uh, thank you, sir. Yes, yes, indeed. And this has been Couch Coach Live. We'll catch you guys next week.